mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. guys it's candace and kayla and we're directionally challenged yeah we totally thought we would have all these things figured out by the time we were in our 30s i think we do no we don't dang it we definitely don't especially (laughs) sitting next to our guests today oh my gosh you guys i i'm in love we're both in love with our guest ali ward she is a host of an amazing podcast ologies ologies which is so great it's the study of all the things all the things and she knows facts about everything about everything she's very intelligent. She's whip smart. Um, very funny. Yeah, she's got this podcast called Ologies. They just celebrated their hundredth episode. She basically every week has a new expert on on a whole bunch of things like um, uh, like trees and in lizards. Apparently, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. But not only that, she is an Emmy award winning science correspondent for CBS's The Henry Ford's Innovation Nation with Mo Rocco and host of Did I Mention Invention on the CW. She also appears on Netflix. Netflix's science series called Brainchild and Science Channel's How to Build Everything. She's so basically she, making science sexy again. Yes, she is. She's bringing sexy science back uh-huh. and doing it well. So stay tuned. We have the best interview with Allie Ward coming up. And we're back, ready for the study of Allie Ward. So would that be Allie Wardology? I guess it would be Wardology. I'll take it. I mean, I, I try not to make too many up, but if we can get it somewhere cited in, in some paper, Wardology is a thing, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations, first of all, for your 100th episode of Ologies. Yes, we did it. We turned 100. That's a lot of episodes. It's so many episodes. So many minutes. Do you remember them all? No. I, you know, sometimes I'll go back and I'll be like, someone will tweet a quote at me I'll be like, did I say that? Who said that? What is that from? So yeah, it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of days I went without washing my hair. It's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of work, but I loved every second. And I love, you've obviously had like such a really fun career exploring topics and conversations that I think um, you stop exploring when you're not in school anymore. 
which is already a dream. But then on top of that, to then pursue a podcast where you get to really do a deep dive on specific topics that you're fascinated by. Um, what inspired you to do that? I was just always very super, super curious. Like I got insect guides when I was a kid, like for Christmas and, and my birthday, I'd always want like more bug guides. So I always loved bugs and, uh, which is like <laughs> such a gross thing. Well, my sister, my sister was seven years. I have two sisters. They're the most opposite people ever. Like this has nothing to do with allergies. I don't know why I'm telling the story, but I'm going to. Um, so well, it's I'm, Allie Wardology. It's so, Allie yeah. Wardology. But like formative years. So like I have these two sisters. One of them is like into heavy metal. Her husband is a heavy metal guitarist for like hardcore bands where he's like plays stadiums in Europe and he has like hair down to his ass and like a flying V guitar. They got married in all black at the courthouse. Um, and then I have another sister who is super religious and is married to an evangelical Christian pastor. <laughs> and so I have these really super different sisters. And then you study bugs. And I love bugs. <laughs> so are you somewhere in the middle of that then? Well, here's the thing is I was talking to my sisters and we, it was revealed recently that we all think that we're the one that's in between the other two. And wow. we're like, what? How? how? <laughs> but, um, but my heavy metal sister, she was dating this guy when she was, uh, you know, like 20 or something that was a heavy metal dude who was also an entomologist. And so he would come to pick her up and she'd always be like hairspraying her hair and stuff for a couple hours. And so we'd sit on the porch and he'd, I'd be like, what's this? And he's like, this is a click beetle. So he taught me all this stuff about bugs. And I, I realized later I started getting into bugs just because he was kind of like an older brother. And so I always asked for like insect guides and stuff. So I have my, my sisters to thank for introducing me to some of the stuff, but we were always like running around and, you know, my parents didn't have sons. So we got to play with power tools and we got to light Barbies on fire in the backyard and, you know, go get lost. And so I always just really loved the outdoors and getting dirty and stuff. So I, and I studied uh, film and biology in college and I didn't know, I was like, do I want to be like in arts or do I want to be in sciences? And I was like, I don't know. And so luckily I've gotten to kind of do both, but I was always still curious. I was like bummed that when you're an adult, we, you stop learning about lizards and owl pellets and bugs and uh, how does the brain work? There's all there's science around us everywhere. And I was always wanting to ask questions. So, well, I love that you explored, uh, and for your hundredth episode of ologies, the five big takeaways that you had learned in a hundred episodes that are like really great pieces of life advice that Aww. if you don't mind, we'd love to kind of yes. dig into. I'm so flattered. You listen. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell for, tell our listeners what those five things are? Yeah. Yeah. I Do still remember, remember them. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Cause we're just talking about the fact that like paths are not linear. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is, uh, you know, for my hundredth episode, I was like, oh, I got to do something for it, but I didn't want it to be like too self-congratulatory, but I also didn't want to just do a random topic and be like, P.S. is my hundred by. Like hagfish? <laughs> I like love hagfish. that episode. But, <laughs> oh my God. That guy just texted me. He was like, I have some pictures, some exclusive hag hagfish pictures. You can't share because it's not published yet, but we found some new hagfish. And I was like, oh. For our <laughs> listeners, if you haven't listened to Allie Ward's hagfishologies episode, do yourself a favor. Turn it on. No, I'm really sorry about all the mucus being bleeped. I was just couldn't <laughs> handle how much mucus there was. But, um, but yeah, so I... For my hundredth, I was like, I started writing up like a fact from every episode and I wrote it all up. I spent all day on it. I started recording it and halfway through, I was like, that's too long. And so I just re scrapped the whole thing and rewrote like the five takeaways. And so, yeah, the first one was just that paths aren't linear at all. Like I thought I wanted to be in biology and then I thought I wanted to do film. And then I went and did film for a while and was a journalist and covering arts. And I missed science so much. I started volunteering at this museum that got me back into science and, got, and then I kind of merged all of those freeways like into one super path. But, you know, I, I interview people all the time and it's like, oh, I thought I wanted to be a vet. I thought I was only good at accounting. And so you just, it's, you don't realize how important those things are um, along the way to helping you form what you really want to do. Well, that's what's so great is you found a way to find, to merge your two loves yeah. and make it your job. Yeah. But I thought, I was just screwing up along the way all the time because you keep bumping around and you're like, well, I don't know, maybe I'm going to do something else. And you're like, man, I screwed that up. But you don't realize that you're picking up a lot of experience along the way, you know? So the lesson being trust your nonlinear path. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think that just because you didn't start at A and, and, and to B the way you thought that you're screwing up because you just, you need to go through a lot of twists and turns and any successful person will tell you that they, you know, thought they were going off course and, just know you, you don't know until you get there if you're going to like something or if you're good at it. 
And what a thing to take away from a bunch of people who are experts yeah. in their field. It's yeah. one thing to like have that be like on a meme on Instagram, you know, uh-huh. like paths are not linear, yeah. but then to like actually <laughs> sit down with an expert who has studied one thing and is an expert at it to be like, oh no, like I, you know, this was not a straight arrow either. Yeah. Like, I, you know, one of my favorite episodes is uh, with Raquel Nunos and she, uh, she studies the moon. So she's a selenologist and she talks about how she went into the military for a few years because her dad was um, really sick and needed healthcare. And she's just like, we didn't have money. So I went to the military and I got my citizenship and uh, in her, you know, you, you would never know from looking at her, you know, that a, here's this, here's this woman who studies Mars and the moon. She loves the moon and she has this whole other life, you know? And so I think it's really interesting with that really formed the way that she studies and and how she goes after her PhD and stuff while raising two kids. And she's just, it's amazing. So my whole goal was like, I felt like there were so many podcasts and I had a comedy podcast before this where I'd just interview pretty much comedians and stuff. And I was like, these are great stories, but also like the person next to me at Trader Joe's, like, what do they do with their <laughs> life? You know, like, I don't know, they might study kidneys and they maybe saved someone's life yesterday. And they're just like <laughs> buying turkey burgers, you know, and you're like, what's your deal? So I always just wanted to ask a bunch of questions. Well, this takes us into your second one, right? Mm-hmm. Do what you love. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, and I think the most engaging episodes are the people who are just berserk for what they study. Like, I, I interviewed this guy, Jay Casey Clapp. He lives in Portland and he's an arborist. He's like a tree expert. And I found him. I was like, oh, I cannot wait to interview this guy. He's going to be so great. And so I met up with him. He's got like tree tattoos and pine cone tattoos and yes. the Lorax on his bicep. And do you wear flannel? Yes, of course Thank you wear flannel. Okay, Are you I was kidding? stressed for a minute. Okay. I'd be disappointed if yeah, he I would have been like, oh, man. <laughs> like he looked so vegan and he like showed up on a fixed gear and I was like dude you are like perfect and um and he loves trees so much we talked for like an hour and 45 minutes it's like my longest episode and he's just so flattered that someone cares about trees Mm -hmm. and he's like oh man I don't know if I'm a dendrologist do I know enough about trees and I'm like Casey you you work with trees every day you went to forestry school like your body is covered in tree tattoos like yes you qualify (laughs) and so um you know hearing about what people love and I think a lot of times we think that everyone wants to do exactly what we want to do. So we think it's got to be impossible. Like everyone must want to be an audio engineer. Everyone must want to be a kidney expert. Everyone must want to go into forestry forestry, because we love it so much. So we like, we think we shouldn't even get into that competition pool, but we don't realize that like, not everyone loves it as much as you. Don't worry about it. Like, well, and when you love something that much, your whole world is that, yes, right? So yeah. your world is smaller than you know. Exactly. And if you really love something, you're going to get through the bumps and scrapes and the setbacks because you love it. So you're going to be better at something if you love it. So you might as well do the thing you love, you know? Which leads us right into do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> now explain this one to me. Oh, what does man. that mean? Oh man. Are you guys procrastinators? Well, I mean, I thought I was a procrastinator until I heard you say that you sat on your podcast for nine months yes. and didn't release it. Oh, dudes, I could have had a human freaking baby. I could have popped out triplets and been like, here's three human beings. And instead I just was like, I've got some audio files I'm tinkering with. (laughs) So annoying. But yeah, I'm kind of a procrastinator because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. I don't know if you guys are like, I'm in your house. It's like gorgeous and perfect and spotless. I'm like, perhaps also you are. (laughs) The family's out of town. So it's 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 always, yes, no, I am. I am. I, yes, I, We'll straighten pillows before you get over exactly. here, which is a new thing in my adulthood. But yes, I mean my my pillows are not always, always straight at home. But I I definitely have these like super high standards for myself that I don't have for other people. But I'm like I gotta do it perfect. And if I put something out and it's not perfect, then I'm gonna be so embarrassed. So I just might as well not do it. So um, do the thing. Do the thing. Do it no matter what. Just do it. If, like even if it's not perfect, because really nothing is. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. And you're not going to be good at anything until you do it. Yeah. And it is just showing up. Like how many, how much can we get done just by just showing up to try it out in the first place instead of deciding that like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out. And it's like, my sister was talking about a text thread that she, uh, all my cousins are on a Facebook text text thread and we miss a lot of messages because I have a bunch of cousins. And my sister was saying that she sometimes doesn't know what to do because it's like jumping into a double Dutch uh, <laughs> jump rope thing because she doesn't want to. And she said that the other day and I was thinking about this uh, and I told her, I text her, I'm like, I'm kind of ripping that off if you don't mind. <laughs> She's like, go for it. But um, 
you know, I think that sometimes there's a thing we want to do and we don't want to start because what if it's like getting in like a double Dutch thing and what if I screw up and what if I get like tangled up and what if I can't do it and everyone laughs at me and it's like, you can sit back and watch someone doing double Dutch jump rope for years. And that doesn't make you not, you're not going to be good at it. You have to go in and you have to have the thing slap you in the face and you have to screw up and be like, whoops, start again. You're only going to get good at something by doing it. And so for me, I, I learned from all of these ologists and from making this podcast, it's just like, do it, screw it up a little bit, get better. I like how you said that how many rockets without people in it, but just, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like temp rockets had like n- exploded and not so worked many. out. How many experiments like fail? And then you just go back to the drawing board and you start again. Mm-hmm. And that is an interesting thing that I wouldn't have thought about from sitting down with so many experts that have like spent years and years and years in a laboratory, um, having to go down a really long road and have it be a dead end and mm-hmm. having to be like, well, I guess I'm going to start from the beginning of the map. Well, yeah. it's funny. Everyone's always thinking, what if I fail? What if I fail? Yeah. And the truth is like, well, what if you don't, what if you freaking take off and fly and kill it? Yeah. You know, because if you try enough at some point you will. Yeah. And I talked to like, you know, I'm lucky because I get to talk to all these experts for allergies, but I also am on these, uh, a couple different science shows for kids. So Mm -hmm. I get to sit down and like, you know, interview the guy that invented the cell phone and like, you know, this woman who was working on, uh, algae as a biofuel. And so I get to ask them about their experiments a lot and all of them, at the end of the interview, I always say, like, do you have any advice for future innovators? And I hear over and over again that, like, you're going to fail and success is part of, failure is part of success. You just are, if you don't fail, you don't get anywhere. So you're going to screw up. So just screw up sooner and screw up a lot. And then you're, boom, you're a success. And yeah. Speaking of interviewing people, yeah, I have to ask you because yeah. bucket list item absolutely must be being with Bill Nye, the science guy, oh, right? Yes. Because he now has a podcast. You were his first guest. I, I was, was like, are you like? sure? <laughs> I mean, that's fascinating. That Was that a bucket list item for you? Yeah, it wasn't even on the list. Yeah. I, was like, what? I literally was like, are, do you have the right email? <laughs> like, are you thinking of the right podcast? But they were, um, yeah, I'm on, I work with Midroll and Stitcher and, uh, and they reached out. Some of the producers were like, Hey, you know, Bill's starting a podcast and, uh, you know, we, we listen to ologies here and we're, we're having him listen to ologies to like, you know, get some tips on science communication. <gasps> I was like, oh, what? Just like on po- the podcasting medium. And I was like, you're f- kidding me. I so not so- only did you guest on his podcast, you've been his inspiration for part of development. <laughs> I'm like, I guess they're like, Hey, here's some, I, I guess here's how to, lo- you know, just be loose and goofy on a podcast. And like, I was like, you're kidding me. So, cause yeah, I grew up with you know, that bow tie, man. I mean, come on. So, and he's amazing. And I just pretty much was googly eyed and was like, (laughs) so nervous. But um, yeah, I mean, he's perfect for podcasting too, because he's just, you know, he's Bill Nye, he knows everyone. But it was really, it was really an honor to be the first guest. I, I would never have imagined that when I was first making ologies and being like, am I ever going to put this thing up? Well, the fact that it took you nine months to even release it and now look where it led you. I know. I know. I'm Which leads to my favorite piece of advice. (laughs) Number five, embrace your mutation. Yes. I love that. I know. We're all just, we're all just a pile of like DNA experiments that went right. You know, like you just just think I was out to dinner with a, like an evolutionary biologist last night. We were talking about that. Um, We were talking about symmetry in land animals versus like radial symmetry in in starfish and stuff. We were talking about- Normal conversations I I have at dinner. Similar. We we were talking about the real, I was talking about the real housewives with my friends too. So, you know, I get it. He's awesome. He was, uh, he's Shane Campbell Staten and he has a podcast called The Biology of Superheroes. So if you're into science and like superheroes, he's amazing. And so we were talking about like, um, about certain science fiction monsters and which ones have radial symmetry like a starfish and which ones have bilateral. Yeah, this is like why I just, <laughs> I'm like, huh? I just, I sit there and listen. And so, um, and you know, so we were talking about that and, but yeah, we're all just a bunch of mutations that went right. And if you think of like a, um, a butterfly that's, that looks like a leaf when it closes its wings, or if you think about a, a praying mantis that's, can blend in with an orchid, like, that wasn't supposed to happen. It was a mistake. It worked. It Adaptation worked in their favor and then, you know, kept going on and on. Till, and so I always think like the most valuable thing you have is what's different about you, you know, because you just, you, you have to adapt and you have to embrace what's, what's different. 
It's that's, such a great yeah. lesson. How do you choose your topics? Because that's, you know, you know, whenever someone, I love that question, like, what's your hobby? Like, <laughs> what do you like to do, you know, in your free time? And like, but you actually have like a real answer more than just like yoga. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm always just like, I don't know, try to like keep my pillows fluffed. I don't know. But like, how do you come up with all of these topics? Like, have you been just fascinated by all these things for a really long time? Like you're basically your sense of curiosity is oh. what I'm asking about. You know, I guess I'm just pretty shameless about it. Like I, I, I had this uh, teacher in high school who's a speech teacher who was just the worst person, but she was a great teacher. Everyone was terrified of her. She was just like one of Macbeth's witches where you just, your blood would run icy because she would yell at people, but she was a really good teacher. And she, um, she kind of taught, kind of taught us like ask questions, you know? Um, and especially, you know, as a woman, I think a lot of times we're afraid to raise our hand and ask a question. We don't look dumb. Um, cause the cards are stacked against you uh, is what you think a lot. But, um, you know, I think being a journalist before what I'm doing now, it's like, I had to ask questions like I, to get my story. And, and so I just kind of learned, well, you don't learn anything unless you ask. And a lot of times, a lot of people in like a classroom setting are so glad you asked the question. Yeah, thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. So, I get scared to ask questions sometimes, but mm -hmm. I'm always grateful when someone else asks a question. Yeah. So it's always like the motto of the podcast has always been like, ask smart people stupid questions because those those questions are oftentimes the ones that are on everyone else's mind or things that maybe they hadn't thought of answering. So yeah, I, I'm super, super curious because I, I guess... I, science always intrigued me from a really emotional standpoint. Um, and I think a lot of people don't think of science and emotion in this. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Please explain. Well, the thing about science is, is everyone thinks science is what we know and they think it's fact-based and it's like, okay, this is how the world works. But what they don't realize is science, what we know is just the result of a lot of curiosity. We wouldn't know it unless someone's like, how does that work? And so along the way, experiments, yeah, have to fail. They have to get proven. And so there's so much we don't know still. So for me, it's really interesting to look around and be like, okay, like this wooden bookshelf, like that's all made out of wood. What is wood? Why are trees stiff like that? How do they get the water up there? Like, why, do you, why are there rings in a tree? Um, you know, you see a frog on the patio and you're like, what, why is it, what is it doing on the glass? What is it thinking? You know? So for me, I always look around and I see science and everything from like, um, the food we eat to like ice cream to, I always say that like there's science in whiskey and there's science in your dog and there's, there's science in everything, you know, like this couch is science because it's a fiber and it, and it evolved to grow this way. Like there's science in everything. So, um, once you can kind of start to appreciate science, you can start to appreciate the context of things, you know? So I just, um, I feel like science is kind of emotional. Yeah. Because it is contextual. So, the more you learn about a topic, the more you're really invested in it emotionally. So now you're like, hagfish, who cares? But you're like, oh, what are these hagfish doing? Oh, it was fascinating. It's one yeah. of my favorite episodes. But then the sad part is, we do you feel like, what I think is that we live in this digital age and honestly, I just Google it. Mm -hmm. And then there isn't that emotional attachment. Like even just, I listened to your episode about the, um, the constitution. Oh, uh -huh. and she's amazing. But what, and what is the name? What's the ologist name? Do you remember the ology? Oh yeah. It's nomology. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Thank um, you. I was like, that's cool. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I it's know. like the whole study of the constitution is called nomology. Mm -hmm. The study of law. Yeah. Or the study of law. Yeah, amazing. And, um, and I just had such a different appreciation for it, hearing about it and, and hearing someone else talk about it. And you're right in the passion and in, in, in their voice and the time that you know that they spent studying it. And it just makes me sad sometimes that I'm like, I feel like I've lost that sense of curiosity of like, yeah, why are there, you know, instead of being like, oh, there's a bee here. Instead yeah. of being like, oh, why are the bees here? Is there a <laughs> hive somewhere? And instead just Googling, you know, different seasonal shifts instead of experiencing them and and being curious. Well, it seems so childlike in a good way because we lose well, that the older we get. We <laughs> yeah. lose our sense of wonder. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you have never lost that. In fact, you've developed it even yeah, more. Yeah, I think I probably have. I mean, uh, you know, uh, one thing I always think of is like, okay, I watched, I watched The Bachelor. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, mostly because of allergies, because I'm like, you know, going into deep dives about things like hagfish, but, um, but okay, watch the bachelor, right? You, you, if someone's just like, Hey, you want to come watch the finale and you have not watched the season? You're like, who's this bitch? I don't care who he picks. You're yeah. like, you know, what, who, who, what, who cares? What, 
why are they crying? You don't care. But if you watch from the limo episode, that last episode, you're like, oh my God, did he look at her that way? Da, da, da. Like every so much more invested. There's so much more because you have so much context. You have yeah. this backstory. So what I try to do with ologies is like, you're like, what's this bee doing here? I don't know. But as soon as you know, like, oh, is that a worker bee? Are they, are they swarming? Is that a queen bee? What's the deal? Are they going to die? Like you have all this context. So I try to give people like scientific context so that everything feels like the finale of a reality show. <laughs> Where do you, you find can. your context? Because most of us would just Google and yeah. read a fir- the first article that came up mm-hmm. and briefly skim it and be like, okay, I kind of know more about bees or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So how do you deep dive? Oh my gosh. I I love, I do love podcasts. I love uh, like videos on YouTube. There's some awesome YouTube channels like uh, Brain Scoop with Emily Grasley is awesome. Hank Green is awesome. So I like go and watch like YouTube channels that are like kid friendly, but I kind of always felt like there wasn't science for adults. And so mm-hmm. I keep all the swearing. We talk about lizard dongs, like talk about buttholes <laughs> constantly because it's like, I felt like a lot of science was cleaned up for kids. And then I felt like well, where's the science for adults? Because then if we're just being like, science is for children, like, you know, chicken McNuggets and uh, whatever, like uh, juice boxes. Yeah. But it's like, uh, I kind of was like making an alcoholic juice box being like, no, you, can, you know, like <laughs> adults can get it too. But yeah, like my, I came across this list of ologies like 15 years ago and I wanted to do something with it. And so I was like, gosh, should I make a book? Should I pitch a TV show? I don't know. And so, um, but I just started looking at this list and I was like, who does this? Yeah. Who studies this? I was like, I want to know what their deal is. And so that's how I pick my episodes is I just like, well, look at one. I'm like, oh, I got to find some. Who's a cloud expert? So, okay. After a hundred episodes, a mm-hmm. hundred ologies, is there an ology you have, haven't done yet that you're dying to do? Oh, I have so many. I have so many I'm dying to do. Um, chiropterology is a bat's and I'm like, my plan is for October to do like Spooktober where it's like a spider episode, a bad episode, oh, like a, a demonology episode. Like what? <laughs> um, like just every, like just a little darkness, but chiropterology is a study of bats. And the name of it is Cairo means hands, like a um, chiropractor means they fix you with their hands. And um, pater is, means wing. So like a pterodactyl. So chiropterology is hand wing. And that's what the name for bats comes from. Wow. So yeah, there's a guy named Merlin Tuttle who lives in Austin, Texas and studies bats. And so I'm like, oh, Merlin, I'm coming for you. Are you going to Austin? Yeah, I was supposed to go last week, but I had to cancel my trip. So I'm going to go before October. So Merlin's expecting me. For our listeners, I wish you could see how cute she is (laughs) as she talks about this. So animated. I love it. So into it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. Where's the craziest place uh, this journey's brought you? Like, what, where, if you've like ended up in like a cave with a crazy beetle or like a oh, forest or, or just I a wish. lab that I don't know? Oh, I wish I'd been in a cave. That'll happen in Austin with okay. Merlin. I mean, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to contain myself for that, but I'm excited for those photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the places that you, don't expect to be recording. Like I had this guy who was an avalanche expert who is on like ski patrol. Yeah. He's amazing. And, uh, you know, he studies snow, he studies avalanches. So he has to shoot at avalanches to have them fall preemptively before they fall on skiers. Like the, you know, he told me the story where he, uh, he watched some of his coworkers fall into like a crevasse and die and he took over their work and that's how he got his PhD. This really emotional story we recorded all of it on a bench outside of LAX because <laughs> he was on a layover and I couldn't, we couldn't do it in person. And so he was like, I have a two hour layover. I drove to LAX. I like met him outside of the terminal with planes going by. And then we were, he was telling me this like wrenching story. So it's, it takes me to some weird places. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's been weird, but, um, but what a connection to have with mm-hmm. someone that you would have never crossed paths with Yeah, and to have that like, on an that, airport bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that exchange of like knowledge and, and then like the emotional like story of mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. It's cool that I, it's, it's really gratifying to me to take scientists who we might just hear on like an NPR soundbite of like, well, the rivers are unusually high. And like yeah. that was Sherry and she's like, no, you know, and you're like, <laughs> okay. But it's more interesting to hear like, well, you know, I grew up on a river and I almost drowned and I wanted to know how river currents worked. And, you know, that to me, we never hear that human side of scientists. So we think of science as really sterile. We don't hear how sloppy and messy and scary and uh, and riveting and emotional it is, you know. You never think about scientists crying over their work, but like guaranteed every scientist has had like a breakdown over a data sheet being like, ah, I screwed this up, you know. So I wanted to humanize scientists to make science less intimidating, you know? And you're right. It's like as a parent of a three-year-old, <laughs> like they'll be watching the wild Kratz, which is on PBS. Shout out to PBS. <laughs> we love you. Um, and it's like these guys who turn themselves into animals suits. And then you learn about the animals within that ecosystem. And then she wants the wild crat juice at the, you know, grocery store. And it's all like a, a whole full circle. But do I, you find yourself watching? Yes. Because it's things <laughs> that like, I didn't know about animals that I've never heard of in the depths of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And 
and you're right. There isn't like, there isn't a form of that for adults really, yeah. unless you seek it out. Tons of murder documentaries. Tons, Tons. of them. And, you know, yeah. I I think that's, that's what I have a hard time with is what we're fed is, uh, I feel like is a little exploitative and is maybe doesn't represent all of the magic in the world. You know, we're, we're fed the very, very minutia of like, what salad is this one very rich person eating today? And did you know that she got a haircut and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. see these sandals, this woman who you've never met, will never meet is wearing. <laughs> and we're like, this is relevant information and mm-hmm. I will click on it. And like mini purses, they're in. I saw it. Courtney had one. And so it's so sad. You're right. I don't know why I know which shoes the Kardashians are wearing. And I don't know why there are rings and circles in a tree. Exactly. And I That's think that sad. I think especially, you know, and especially as women were, were marketed like very specific information that will not impact our lives at all. And so I think what I wanted to do is say like, Hey, look at this. Look at this. You want to talk about how crazy lizard dicks are? You want to figure out if a snake farts? Like, do you want to talk about like, <laughs> yes, we do. You know, we do like, you know, sexology. Do you want to talk about, um, you know, why we're scared of some things and yeah, victimology was a really incredible. Oh, thank you. Thank well. you. I, I, I really struggle with that because I, I, you know, my, my sister, um, the one who is at into heavy metal, she's an amazing writer and she's, um, she was a crime reporter. So, you know, I, and my dad was a, was a journalist as well. So I grew up hearing about a lot of, you know, a, a lot of those scary things. And, I feel like um, the things that get our dopamine firing is like, okay, I'm scared. So I'm paying attention, you know, or uh, this picture of this makes me feel slightly bad about myself. And so I'm going to look at it, you know, like this. It was just the shock factor in general, mm-hmm. anything that shocks us. Yeah. And I think that uh, there's so much other information out there that is just kind of like swept away and put in a closet and is for kids only or is we think is for men or is for a certain type of academic. And it's not, it's, it's much more relatable and much weirder. Like, can you imagine if they're like, PS, Justin Bieber has two dicks and, uh, Courtney <laughs> Kardashian can clone herself in ad infinitum. And you're like, that would be insane news. And you're like, lizards can do that shit. Why can't we talk yeah. about it? You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, obviously I just did a serology episode with lizards. So it's on top of my brain, but you know, if, if, if celebrities could do some of the stuff that, um, if there were a celebrity that could throw out gallons of mucus whenever the paparazzi were around, like that would be amazing news. That would be. And there are fish that can do it. So it's like, let's, you know, there's, there's so much out there. So I think sometimes it helps, you know, get us out of our just like human, our human brains to like hear about all this stuff in nature. That's so cool. So our new celebrities should be earth creatures. Yes. I love it. I mean, let's do it. Love it. I want to read that Us Weekly. I, know. <laughs> I would love an Us Weekly dedicated to fish mucus I know, and lizard like, dicks. It's called National Geographic. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Damn it. It's they l- think of everything. <laughs> Nematodes. They're yeah. just like us. It's a roundworm. But yeah, like, and you think like without fungus, we would be, we would be like neck deep in shit. Like, honestly, like this world would be a disaster without like, you know, fungus and flies and stuff. So you're like, let's hear about them. But it really was, um, I will say that if anyone is ever in a rut, like, what am I going to do with my life? What's my deal? Honestly, volunteering is like the best thing that ever happened to me. And you always think like, I don't think I have a time. And then if you look on your, your iPhone settings of how much time you spend on like Twitter and Instagram, you're like, everyone's got a little bit of time. Um, but yeah, I was just in a super rut. I was so depressed and just was like, why am I alive? Like, I can't do it. And I started just volunteering and it just absolutely Where did you changed. National History? Yeah, the, the uh, History yeah. Museum down at the Natural History Museum in LA. I just signed up for three hours a week. I went down there like early morning wearing a vest and like a Walmart greeter and the vests were never washed. They have a very specific <laughs> funk that I'm like, never clean these. You know, I was in a room with like older people and like grad students and everyone's kind of like, what is everyone else doing here? You know? And, uh, and you're with these people you'd never get to meet and you get to, t- you know, tell kids about stuff and you get to learn on, you know, on the job and there's no stakes. You can't get paid. You can't get fired. And well, I'm sure you could, <laughs> but you know, it really, I just did it because I was like, I'm really missing science and I really just need to do something that is like not uh, job based. And it really reconnected me with what I loved. So 
I think if anyone's ever like in a rut or super depressed or needs a life change, like figure out what you love to do, like what gives you butterflies and figure out what you're really passionate about and see if there's a way you can volunteer even a couple hours a week or a couple hours a month in it. Whether it's like you want to be a writer and or a poet, like if there's a literacy program and get reconnected to writing in that way, if, um, you know, you're thinking about healthcare, if you could volunteer at a hospital or animals or something, figure out what you love and see if there's a way you can go do it for free. And it might be really inspiring. You yeah. Know? Constantly explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for sure. It really, it, cha- it changed my whole life. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost really lucky for this like super low that I had. This was in, like 2013. Like uh, my boyfriend who I'm still with at the time, he had like a mental breakdown and he had a, he was in a really bad place. And, um, you know, he was like, he's great now, but he was like suicidal at the time. My dad just got diagnosed with cancer. Like I had another relative die. I was a mess, dude, but I was working in TV and I was like in, you know, I had a spread in Cosmo magazine of me wearing like $1,500 borrowed shoes, which like, fuck those shoes. They were so uncomfortable, but everything on the outside looked really great. It was like, Oh, Allie, you're doing all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I'm crying all the time, you know? And that was when I started volunteering. I was just like, everything around me personally was so hard that I just wanted to go somewhere that would make me happy. And it ended up, you know, being the, it changed my career to where I was doing something I was super passionate about. And, you know, my dad's doing great, (laughs) but it was really, you know, and sometimes you need like with the paths, not linear, sometimes you need to like really fall in a crevasse to be like, okay, I got to scrape myself out of this one. And at the time it seems like the worst thing, but it can really, really propel you in a direction just because you have to survive, you know? And I love that it got you back in touch with something that truly just made you happy, like something simple that just made you happy. Like yeah. The joy of science. Totally. And I just was and like- And it wasn't like, a like oh, I, if I do if I do this, then it's going to take me to this step and then it's going to take me to this step and then I'm yeah. going to hit this goal and then, you know, then, then I'm going to have everything figured out. Yeah. Instead, it was just like, people were like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, well, and that's just what's so cool. Sometimes it. you don't have to know why you're doing something. Yeah. You just trust your gut that you want to do it and it'll lead you somewhere. Yeah. But you're right in the social media world, it can it I find myself being so task oriented. Yeah. Or just even listening to you. It's like, yeah, why am I pursuing things? Is it for other people or is it for me? Like yeah. certain why, why not make a list of things that really bring me joy to mm-hmm. see and explore that and go and just be curious. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it honestly is something where uh, we just get out of touch a lot with what we love. And, and even just, even if you end up not changing your career entirely, just doing something you really like, I think can be really infectious. And also just exposing yourself to people that you wouldn't necessarily meet. You know, I think a lot of times we're at this, well, I got to go to this network thing, da, da, da. Sometimes it's great to be around like 70 year olds and five-year-olds, you know, in the same day. Like, that's what I loved about the museum. I was like, I never get to talk to people about like their koi ponds and like <laughs> what happened in the Korean war, and, you know, and, like their weird injuries. And a five-year-old's like, oh, a possum got through our cat door. And you're like, that's fucking dope, dude. So it's like, you know, cause it's just, a lot of times you're like, oh, so what are you working on these days? Yeah. Like, da, da, da. Oh, yeah, I saw you went to Belize. That's great. Like, you know, but it's great to just talk to people where there aren't stakes and just, you know, learn people's stories. And so, yeah, that, that was, I think if you're ever in like a, just figure out what would you want to do for free? That sounds fun for a couple hours a week and see if you could do it. You know, it's, yeah, it's definitely worth it. And, you know, if you like acting, go, you know, go do a workshop or write a one person play and put it on in a backyard. You know, it's, it might not get you all the glory, but the thing that it will do is like refocus what you love about something. Cause it's so hard to keep going when you, when you do fail a little bit along the way and you're like, you know, I have friends and, and, you know, my boyfriend will sometimes struggle with this where he's like, I don't know, he'll get rejected by things. You know, he's in the entertainment business and he's brilliant and amazing, but, um, you know, he'll get rejected by it. And it's one of those things where it's like, just remember what you love about something. Cause you know, it's, there are, there are bumps along the way. I think you really hit it correctly when you said like, don't, I think we're all focusing on doing stuff for the glory mm-hmm. instead of focusing on doing it for ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes when you do it for yourself, you end up finding a path that gives you glory. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made ologies and I wouldn't be working in science TV if I didn't just go volunteer there. And the one thing I liked about volunteering is that it 
it was not useful at my life <laughs> in my life at that point. Like I have this friend, Leela Higgins, and she was in my entomology episode about bugs. And she just was like, come take a tour of the museum. And I was like, yeah, this sounds great. And she's like, you should volunteer here. And I was like, like, who are you talking? Me? Volunteer? I don't, I'm not qualified for that. She's like, there's orientations, idiot. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like just reconnecting with what you love about something. And I think that's the thing I love about interviewing ologists is like, they, t- you know, whether it's about like trees or um, whales or whatever, they are, they're into it and they've made sacrifices to do it. And it's not always the most well-paying job. Maybe nobody, you know, nobody in their family cares that they care about skunks as much or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but they, it's really infectious when people have a lot of passion, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what do you, what makes you like slightly nauseated like what maybe makes you have diarrhea with excitement you're like that sounds so fun you just be like what is that I don't know like what is it is it aviation I don't know um so yeah just find out like what makes you slightly slightly sick and that do that (laughs) well I know we talked about how social media can take us away from what we love but I also want to talk about this tweet that you retweeted and the power (laughs) that one tweet can have oh my god because it for our listeners who don't yet follow Allie on Twitter um there was this tweet that Macy's had a pop-up yeah uh store called story mm-hmm. um and they sold plates that they featured did. smaller and smaller circles and the the first one was labeled mom jeans the second one was labeled favorite jeans the smallest one was labeled skinny mm-hmm. jeans you saw this and you tweeted at macy's a photo of this with a caption saying how can i get these banned mm-hmm. from at macy's and then they've responded back to you yeah so talk to us about that that's so cool not not just how can I get this banned, but how can I get this banned in all 50 states? Yes. I just didn't want Hawaii or Alaska to get these plates. Yeah, no, I was like, can we throw Puerto Rico? Let's put in Guam as well. <laughs> um, you know, it was, I did not expect that day to go the way that day went. <laughs> I was like, I was in New York for a couple of days, like in between shoots. I had to like, I was just kind of marooned there in between like a Toronto and a New Jersey shoot. So I was like in my hotel room, like working on the next episode of Ologies, like a gremlin, just like, what? I just went out to get some food, but I happened to walk by that and I walked by it and I was like, fuck you, dude. And then I, I was like, I'm going to turn around and take a picture of that. Cause that's very annoying. And I could just roll my eyes at it, but that doesn't do anything. So I just took a picture and was just like gross, you know? And mm-hmm. my caption was just essentially like, how can I get this banned was a joke. Cause I don't expect legislation to go down. <laughs> like I just did an episode about the constitution. Like we're not going to get these things banned, but it was just like barf. Right. And, uh, it got retweeted a bunch. And so Macy's is like, Hey, thanks. For creating awareness of what this, how this can look. Yeah. We missed the mark on this. Mm -hmm. We're going to pull them. And I was like, cool. Didn't think much of it, but it got picked up by like Fox and Breitbart and a bunch of outlets that politicized it a lot, where um, essentially like standing up for half of humanity was a political act (laughs) where it was like, there was nothing, I guess the, the, the use of the word banned, but I was like, uh, I had so many people telling me I didn't, I didn't understand a joke when I was like, you took banned literally. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I got some, I got some weird, weird people, uh, in my mentions, but it, it was a storm that blew over. But I did this episode, um, with Dr. Renee Engeln, who is a researcher and an author. She has a book called Beauty Sick, and she writes about how beauty standards are very lucrative for a lot of companies. And they're super harmful for, you know, particularly women, people who identify as women, also the trans community and LGBTQ community, those kind of gender um, expectations for our appearance are super harmful. And um, and she's awesome. I did a two-part episode called Colology, which is the study of beauty with her. And um, she's like, there's a word for that? And I was like, go figure. I yeah. just read out too. I was like, it's great. <laughs> and so, you know, we did the, I did this long interview with her and then I asked for listeners to just send me emails of their interaction with beauty standards. And I got a really, really like just a flood of emails from people that, um, you know, from all, all different kind of, um, experiences and backgrounds and, and how beauty standards make them feel. And, um, and so I just read their letters for the second episode just to get anyone who was like, nee, it doesn't really matter. You just like, like, don't wear lipstick if you don't want to wear lipstick. <laughs> like, like there's so much more to it. There's so yeah. much more to it. And that so we don't even realize that's being constantly marketed to us on a level that's constant, constant, constant. And, 
and so I read all these letters that way I could get a good sampling of people who are like, yeah, you know, I like working with makeup because it's an art form I like to do, you know, or my, I have a non-binary teen who cries, you know, if, if they don't have enough makeup on for school, cause they don't, um, you know, how they identify, uh, they feel like they, a really strong urge to make themselves up. Anyway, so it's just this, and it just, I already was on like a very like feminist soapbox about this, but, um, but having done that interview, I, you know, I saw those stupid plates and I was just like, we're, it's going to continue unless we stand up for it. And I could make those tweets 10 times a day. Like, yeah, that that's a whole company by the way. Oh yeah. I won't say the name, but it's, it's an entire company of plates mm-hmm. and that say essentially like one size in a positive way. And if yeah. there's more food on the plate than that circle is immediately like a negative yes. comment. And it's also like, that's not even scientifically sound. I like know. give me a huge plate of greens and some lean protein. Great. That might be good for your metabolism or uh, whatever, but it, it's like a small serving of like high, high dense, like high calorie dense food isn't any better for you than like, you're almost <laughs> discouraging people from eating like a healthy volume of vegetables. Or just is, discouraging people from eating it all, I which know. is the huge yeah. problem. And Awful. a lot of people suffer from that too. Yeah, yeah. So it's just really, yeah, yeah. not a lot of heart put into that. Yeah. I got an email from a guy who just said, Hey, thanks for that. My daughter was, uh, my daughter struggled with an eating disorder for nine years and we lost her. She's, you know, she passed away from it. And so thanks for calling it out. And he's, you know, a white guy from Texas who probably wouldn't care about that at all if he didn't have an experience with it. So, mm-hmm. um, but I was in like, I was in the Sherman Oaks gallery. I was, t- I had a meeting in one of those buildings. Oh my God. Oh. Next time you go. Oh, I had to like, I, I wish I had taken a picture of it. Cause I had to like hyperventilate into a bag. I was so annoyed. Uh, and this was before plate gate. So I, I, now I would just do it. <laughs> but like, there was this, like, there's a beauty salon in there and it's like, like indulge and treat yourself to a Brazilian. And I'm like, treat yourself to getting <laughs> a Brazilian wax, <laughs> your butthole waxed. <laughs> like that is not an indulgence. Yeah. Well, it's maybe it's an indulgence for one person or some, who, whoever's on the receiving end yeah, of your butthole. Yeah. But like whoever made this, it's like, have you ever undergone this? Like, have you ever had your grundle wax? But it's just like the idea that we're marketed to like treat yourself by giving us $75 to undergo something unnatural and painful. It's just like, and we walk by that and, you know, we see that and we're like, I should do something nice for myself. And then we just keep walking, you know, but it's those messages that it's like, who is this for? And I mean, you know, like I, again, we've talked about the Kardashians, but like Kylie being a billionaire for lipstick is something that we're like, good for her. And yes, good for her. But it's also like, uh, those are the industries where women can succeed is by selling things to other women that these women need to feel confident. And it's like, why can't we feel confident without lipstick or why do we need, you know, why is it external? We are the only people that can't see our lips in a room, you know, like I can't see my, you guys can all see my lips. I can't, who am I doing it for? You know? Mm. So it's just, you look great by the way. I was just going to say that. I love your lip color. Thank you. It's something that goes on in the morning and then I have to rub it off at night. It's (laughs) it's like very low maintenance, but yeah, it is that like, and you know, in that episode, it was like, I do this too. I do this all the time. Why do I put my eyelashes in a vice every morning? That's weird, but it's, so it's just one of those things to, to keep an eye out and realize when are we making other people money by feeling like we need something, you know, when is something actually, I saw something that was like self-care shouldn't cost money Mm. and we're marketed a lot of stuff. And so like, you know, a Brazilian wax. Especially (laughs) as women, I feel like we're, we're just constantly told we're not enough in so many different ways. And you're right. Mm -hmm. Just even walking through the mall, everything we're looking at, it's like, you're not enough. You need this, you Mm -hmm. need this, you need this. Yeah. yeah, let's spend more time telling ourselves we are. Yeah. And just looking outside and, and seeing the wonder that is around us and mm-hmm. asking questions about what makes that beautiful yeah. and what makes that special and how that works. Because just hearing you talk about all of these ologies <laughs> um, is so fulfilling and inspiring and and, and igniting. Mm. And um, I definitely want to, I think that's where you can get um, a good fill yeah. of yeah. Ask Feeling. and yeah. ask people their stories, you know, like I think a lot of times we're like, well, I don't, if, unless this person has something to offer me, then maybe I don't know if, you know, what's the context of my life. But like, if you start asking people about like what they're into or 
uh, you know, if they're with their spouse, how'd you guys meet? You know, when you start hearing people's stories, it's really interesting. And it's, uh, I think there's a lot of context that we can take away from our own lives and, uh, and just figuring out like what really makes you happy versus what are you thinking is going to make you acceptable to other people, you know? And also if you don't see yourself in a room full of people that to me, what I've learned so much is that means you belong there even more, you know, they like need your voice. And I think in science, that's something that, um, you know, I talked to a lot of people who are like, you know, I didn't think that I didn't see myself as a scientist because, you know, there, it was a class of all guys or there was no one who looked like me or I was the, you know, the only trans person in my program and the only LGBTQ um, member of my academy, you know, and that just means that like you belong there even more, like that, that field needs you even more. And so I think, you know, uh, that's, that's been something where it's, it's really emboldened me to be like, okay, yeah, like show up show up like you belong and, and have fun and be yourself with it, you know? So, yeah. Well, are we officially Ali Wardologist? <laughs> you are officially a blathered on <laughs> enough to. <laughs> no, this thank was you for incredible. asking questions. <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining us and, and just sharing with us your time and all of your knowledge and inspiring us. Where can our listeners find you on uh, social media? Well, I'm uh, at Allie Ward with one L, so A-L-I-E-W-A-R-D on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you want to find out more about ologies or the ologists. Um, and you do, trust us. Yes, you do. You will have a crush on like, you'll be like, I have a crush on a coral expert. I'm never going to meet. This is amazing. <laughs> you also might have a crush on Allie, like we all do. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like the weird dad uncle that's like, check out this fact. Oh, I saw a grasshopper when I was mowing the lawn. I feel like everyone's like, like weird uncle. It's, I feel like essentially like my sister's ex-boyfriend of the porch. She's like, check out this click beetle, you know? I was like, thanks, dude. Um, but yeah, and Ologies is at Ologies on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can find the podcast on, you know, whatever podcast app, uh, Stitcher and iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. And, and just uh, scroll and find a topic you think is interesting and then listen to a topic you don't think is interesting. Mm. And chances are that all just will like blow your mind in some way and be like, I never thought I'd be into this. So yeah, but I love it. I, I love the ologists. I, I have the best job in the world. It's true. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I thought I was smart. And then Allie Ward showed up. Oh, gosh. It's just the what I do like, though, is that I feel like she spoke to us in a way that we could understand. She's like, <laughs> let's break it down like the bachelorette and the bachelor. Yes, I noticed. And that. I was like, yes, I'm on this page. I get this. Like if there was an ology for all the bachelor shows, bachelorology, I feel like I could be on one of her ology episodes. <laughs> I mean, not only is she just whip smart, she's just brilliant, gorgeous, amazing. And her love for science shines through. It's infectious. Like all the fungus she says is necessary for the world. I think Allie Ward is necessary for the world. And to give her science knowledge to all of us and also her passion. It's just really reminded me that why am I not asking more questions and why am I not taking the time to not just for the sake of, of 
our kids to explore things and like tell Florence, oh, look at this bug. Look how it crawls. But also for my own enjoyment, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, beyond bugs, just wondering how the world works. It's like it's easy to <laughs> become consumed with a pair of shoes that somebody you will never meet is wearing. That is so such true. a good point. It's now, such a good point. I've always ordered National Geographic and I get it every month still, which is archaic, I know. But I think she takes everything such a step further and it makes me want to not just be a reader of National Geographic, but like go out and find other mediums and other ways to learn about things that interest us because she has mastered the idea of keeping her, I don't even know how to describe it, her like um, sense of wonder alive. Her appetite for knowledge is always on. Yes. She's always hungry for knowledge. And we all are. We all are. It's the reason why we're swiping and looking at shoes, which is a generalization, guys. I'm not trying to say that every woman out there is on Instagram looking at shoes. I'm just saying I'm assuming maybe a large part of them are, or at least I am some days. I will fully admit that. And I hate to admit that. I don't want that. I also look at a lot of food. So I have equal respect for looking at food blogs. Now I'm just going to start looking at entomology and just want to learn all about bugs. (laughs) Um, Well, she did have a request for us. That we sing, which I hate that request. It's okay. We can just send her off with a nice little song thank you note. Allie, we love you. We are alleyologists, (laughs) taking on all the knowledge. It's like you worked in music at some point, Candice. Well, yeah, you can (laughs) see why it didn't work out. Stop it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today on Directionally Challenged. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST. Mm-hmm.